Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back. All right, this week's episode is torn from the pages, if you will, of the Q membership, February edition, where I covered the top questions I get asked or maybe top challenges that handlers bring to me in their coaching sessions. So enjoy this preview of what the membership is like and how deep we go. This was just one week. And also, uh, it's a great topic. It's a very popular topic. So without further ado, here you go. Hey, members, and welcome back to your lesson on bouncing back. So I'll begin with a caveat because I don't love the term bouncing back for the backward um, in that I don't want to encourage us or put a thought in our heads that we want to get back to where we were before. All right. Truthfully, we always want to be bouncing forward. We always want to be getting better. We always want to be learning from the experience and using it to fuel our growth going forward, right? So for sure, we always want to be better than we were before. And um, we don't really ever want to go back to you know, those times, you know, we might want to go back to a feeling, we might want to go back to a piece of it, but we are better today than we were a year ago or two years ago or however long ago when you started this journey, okay? It may not feel like it in the moment if you're, you know, dealing with something heavy, um, but you are. You're not where you used to be. All right. All of that caveat said, I'm going to use the term bouncing back throughout this lesson because I think it's the term that everybody uses. And so I'm just going to roll with it, right? I'm just going to roll with the fact that everybody says, you know, how do I come back from this? How do I bounce back from, you know, this, um, this issue? How do I, how do I come back, right? Come back, return. Everything is about return. And so I get that. And so that's what we're going to address because it's one of the biggest questions or the most often asked uh, questions and just challenges that my coaching clients bring to me. And that is the theme of this month. Okay. So let's go. All right. So, you know, the other thing we're going to talk about on this, in this lesson is there is definitely a very long or wide or dramatic, (laughs) you know, continuum when it comes to stuff that happens in the dog world, right? There's everything from, oh, I made a mistake in the ring and I NQ'd my dog to I just lost my dog suddenly or unexpectedly or what have you, right? And in between, there's all kinds of things um, like, again, from like I choked in the finals to my dog has an injury that's going to take him out for six months. Um, You know, it is a massive, continuum of things that can go wrong in sport 
just period. I mean, this doesn't even include your health, right? You could have twisted your ankle or need to take some time off for whatever reason. Uh, and, you know, just, just all the things that can go wrong, right? And I don't want to dwell on that because A, that's depressing and I don't want it to get stuck in anyone's head because we're not manifesting anything negative. But from time to time throughout this lesson, you know, I am going to kind of pause and and make a distinction because it is not the same to lose a dog as it is to mess up in the ring. All right. And I also want that to be a lesson to us, right? And a reminder that, um, you know, sometimes it's not that serious. Okay. There's, there's actually a really funny TikTok sound going around right now. And it's, and it's, you know what it never was. It never was that serious. And so I think that's also a reminder to find perspective in our, um, in what's getting us down, right. In what, in the thing that we want to bounce back from. Now that said, it is also incredibly important. Never and I mean never, <laughs> to, you know, negate, diminish what you are feeling because when you compare it to someone who just lost their dog or is dealing a big, you know, facing a big uh, uh, rehab period or something like that. No, no, no. We don't do that. We do not compare what we are feeling in the moment to what anybody else is going through, okay? Because it's not the time for that. You get to feel what you're feeling, you get to be bummed out. You get to cry or stomp your feet or do whatever it is that you're drown yourself in a ben and, pint of Ben and Jerry's, as is my preference. Um, whenever you are feeling whatever you are feeling from whatever disappointment you are facing. Okay. So you get to do you without comparison. All right. Just like we don't want to compare when times are good or we're feeling like, oh my God, I'm not as far along as, you know, Fluffy and Susie Q's that team, you know, or whatever. Nope. We don't get to do it then. And we don't get to do it now. Comparing your, what you're going through to someone else. And you're saying, I know I shouldn't feel this way. So-and-so has it so much worse. It's different. It's different. And in part, it's different because this is yours and that's theirs, but it's, it's different because it's, it's personal, right? And it's what you're going through and you have the right to do that. So those are really important things to say in the beginning of this conversation. And also I hope are kind of very grounding for what it is that you are bouncing back from. All right. And like I said, as we go through this conversation, I'm going to revert back to these uh, kind of grounding points because I think it's really important, not just in perspective, but also in finding our why and just finding our footing again. Right. When you go through like, for instance, you go through like a slump, something that you perceive as a slump, right? You haven't queued in forever. You know, you've entered, you know, 10 trials and you haven't queued. And, um, not one day, whatever. And you're going through that kind of a slump. I mean, that's real. And to pull ourselves out of it takes a certain amount of emotional strength and fortitude and grit and desire and strength, right? And so again, no matter where you are on this continuum, there's a certain amount of strength, but there's also a few similar steps that I'm going to take you through so that no matter where you are, you are walking that those steps, all right? In addition, 
I want to say you are taking however much time you need in whichever step you're in. Again, personal, this is yours. You do what you need to do. Okay. So that said, let's get into it. Okay. I mean, we're already into it, but you know what I mean? All right. So first of all, one of the things that is hard about a disappointment of any kind is the surprise. Okay. Because we can't be disappointed if we didn't already have an expectation, right? We thought it was going to go one way and it didn't go the way that we planned or wanted or um, expected. And so I think that just the surprise of it can sometimes knock us back off our feet and get us a little bit unsettled or unnerved. And it can mess with you know, everything from our faith in our plan um, to our own confidence and skill sets. Um, it, it can really mess with us. And in those moments, another word to throw out there is it really makes us feel vulnerable. And nobody likes to feel that word, right? Uh, Brene Brown is doing her best to make us all com- more comfortable with the vulnerability. Um, but that said, we all usually have a long way to go because we tend to avoid things that feel like that, right? That make us feel vulnerable, exposed, um, raw, like other people can see inside of us or others can see our mistakes or what have you. We just feel really exposed. Okay. Um, and the thing about these words, and I, and I want you to remember this, it's important to remember these words like surprise, vulnerability, expectation, disappointment, because when you are trying to figure out why it is you are so upset and really let yourself analyze what's got you so down about this latest thing, I want you to take the time to identify what what is either one of these words that it is or some other word that it is, you know, because maybe it's grief. Um, maybe it's just, you know, you're just, you get that I always the, I'm giggling because I think that the word everybody uses these days, I'm just tired, right? I'm just tired, everybody. But it's become kind of a throwaway word that encompasses a lot of things. I mean, if you're saying it in front of someone, they're like, oh, I know what you mean. I get it. I'm tired too. Um, but I want us to use our grown-up words and I want to you to really start with describing and really looking at why are you so caught off guard, so off your feet, so disappointed, so sad, happy, mad, whatever. Like why? What is the underlying feeling? And there's a very common practice to keep asking yourself why, um, you know, even to yourself or as you're journaling or you're talking to yourself in the car on the ride home um, to keep asking the question, but why? Okay, but why? Right? So I say, well, I'm just really bummed that I messed her up, but why? Well, I mean, I thought I could, I thought a different plan. I really thought I could execute the plan. Okay, but why? Or tell me more, say more. So get all of it out, right? Even if you, like I said, you're talking to yourself, you're carrying on a full-blown conversation, or you're talking to your dog and you're saying like, this is why I'm so disappointed. It's nothing you did. I just, I didn't mean to make the mistake and you were being so good. And I just, you know, but da, da, da. And really let yourself go down that path, Okay. Um, and really have it out. All right. Now, the difference is, is if you are dealing with something like, I just messed up, 
you know, the, our morning run and we have another run in the afternoon, you know, whether it's like back-to-back rally trials or back-to-back, you know, you've got a, two agility runs in a day or, you know, back-to-back herding runs, whatever you've got going on. And you need to kind of get it together, okay? Um, we're we're going to talk about that because that is a real thing, especially when we're running either multiple dogs or we're running multiple times within a certain day. There is a part, and it's a part of sport and a part of mindset, where we have to, quote, get it together so that we can focus and execute on our plan for our next run, all right? Um, and so when you are asking yourself, like, why this happened or why do you feel that way? You know, you might have to reserve a lot of that for end of day, right? Or end of day with adult beverage or whatever it is. Or for me, end of day with Ben and Jerry's, right? Like whatever it is that you need to do to kind of have that time, you might not be able to give that time to yourself in the middle of the day, which I recognize, okay? And we're going to try to um, talk through that. But I'm going to give you three tips. We're just going to go into it now because they're going to be a little bit circular and tangential, maybe is a better word. And we're going to come back and forth and you'll see how it all puts together. But I want you to understand, um, too, how fast you go through these steps or how fast you are able to bounce back is, of course, again, going to be dependent on what the thing is that is hurting your heart right now right? What, what it is that's got you down. Okay. And, um, all right, so let's go. All right. The first thing is, is you need to ask yourself as, as you've done with your whys, first, you're going to ask yourself the why questions. Why do I feel so upset? You know, so on and so forth. Okay. But the next thing you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself, what do you need? And I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough, just kind of generally speaking in life, we don't ask ourselves like, what do I need right now? Do I need, you know, just to go for a walk, right? Or watch my video and just get the gist of like what happened in there? (laughs) Um, Or do I need to, you know, like in the case of grief, do I need to just, you know, crawl into bed and cry for three days with a Sarah McLaughlin playlist in the background, right? I mean, what do you need? Like, what do you need in this moment? And I think we, A, don't ask this question of ourselves enough, and B, we lie about the answer, right? Someone would be like, are you okay? What do you need? And you'd be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'll be fine. You know, I just, you know, I'm fine. Um, and obviously all of those fine, the more fines, the bigger the lie, right? Um, so I, I think that that's really important to be really clear on that because you might just say like, what do I need? Well, I, I actually, you know what I need? I need to walk around this showground for like a minute by myself and just not listen to anybody, not have 12 people ask me how my run was, um, not even be with my dog right now. I just need a minute. All right. So I think when we ask ourselves those questions, we start to hear these answers that maybe didn't occur to us. You know, maybe something as simple as going for a walk or, you know, I just need a minute to like watch the video or I just need to go journal or go listen to music in my car really, really loud or, you know, I just need a reset. All right. Again, if you're at a trial and you have another run, you're going to need to figure out what those quick 
coping skills are so that you can hit that reset button and get your mind back in the game, right? But we're not getting back in the game yet. Let's just think, stick to what we need, all right? Because that is step one. And again, if you are dealing with, you know, other tougher things on the continuum, you just find out your dog has six, a six-month rehab ahead of them, um, you know, or you just got a scary diagnosis, or maybe you need to take time off or whatever, whatever, your needs are going to change, right? And maybe you're like, you know what, I am going to give myself, um, one of my clients gave me this, you know, five minutes in the bitch barn, right? Or, you know, maybe you need longer in the bitch barn, you know, but you're going to give yourself some time to work it out and so that you're not just glossing over your emotions and stuffing them in that sack, like further and further down where they will pop up in some inappropriate time, <laughs> right? You could lose your temper at somebody or your dog or whatever, but those, those emotions are coming back at some point, guarantee, okay? All right. The second thing, the second step is, okay, now what? What's your plan? What's your plan? If you are staying in bed for three days, eating Ben and Jerry's, great. You need to go to the grocery store probably, right? Um, or if you have another dog or if you just watch the video and you're like, you know what? I know what I did. Fantastic. Now I know how I will change that going forward. Or you know what? My dog just lost their attention, their focus, something else carried away. I don't know there was anything I could do about that. Okay. Now I can start to process that. The faster you figure out, okay, great. If you're not going to sit here in the fetal position at the corner of the show trial for the rest of the day, like what are you going to do? What is your plan? Do you need to adjust a tactic? Do you need to do something different? Um, do you need to go get some protein and some water and make sure that you're properly hydrated and fueled so that you can think clearly and execute your, your plan? Um, do you need a plan B or C? You know, are you adjusting? What are you going to do? What is the next thing you're going to do? Again, depends on where you are in the continuum, but um, you, need a, you need a next step because as humans or sharks, we need to keep swimming, okay? We need to keep going forward. There is a next step, all right? And maybe rest is a legitimate step, Okay, but it is a step and it is a plan. And we can't always allow for ourselves to rest during the day, maybe again at a trial, but we can plan for that later. Or we say, you know what? On my way home, I'm going to stop and get pizza, <laughs> right? Um, on the way home, right? That's my, my go-to. But I mean, that, that's what you've decided you're going to do because that would make you feel better. Okay, what's your plan? All right, and then the third step is is the hardest, but I think is the most important, which is how are you going to let it go? How are you going to let it go? Again, super easy if you are learning. I shouldn't say super easy. It's easier if you are letting go of a one bad run. Um, but if it's one bad run in a six month slump, it might be a little harder. Um, or, you know, if you're all the way at the other end of the process and you're grieving with something, you still have to get to an, an, the other side, which again is why I don't like term bouncing back because you're not going back in time, you're going forward. We're always going forward. 
And when it comes to mistakes, particularly handler mistakes, things that we do, we choke at the finals or we, um, you know, we make a dumb mistake or we forget our footwork in the figure eight or, you know, whatever it is that we do. All right. We have to figure out a way to forgive ourselves. Otherwise, we drag that mistake into the ring every time we walk in. All right. And I coached a woman once who was holding on to a mistake that she made five years ago. And she would say to me, I just can't let it go. I just can't let it go. I just can't let it go. And you know what? She drug that around with her. And it's one thing to think like, oh yeah, this is part of my baggage. No, no, no. It affects the choices you make because you're, this is now part of your belief system and therefore your limiting belief system. It is affecting the thoughts you have, which affects the actions you take, which for sure affect the results you get. So learning to let go doesn't mean forgetting. Okay. That's, that's a super key point. You know, I don't want you to forget anything, honestly, but if there is something you need to forgive in yourself, a mistake that you made, um, or, you know, something that happened in the past, or maybe, maybe even something that happened at a trial or a trial environment or something, or, you know, the thought of like, oh my God, you know, I remember, did I do that to my dog? Like I remember one of my well, I had one dog who had a couple knee replacements and a back surgery, but on his first knee replacement, I said to the vet, I said, did I do this? I said it point blank. Did I do this? And he's like, oh no. He said, I make my money. Um, what did he say? He said, I make my money in ice storms and dog parks. <laughs> he said, he said, no. He said, when you're doing agility, you're telling the dog exactly where to go. You did not do this. Da, 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 da. It was, you know, he had this degenerative blah, 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 yada, yada, insert vet words. And, um, but I needed to hear that, right? I needed to know that the things I was asking my dog to do did not actually cause this, what turned out to be, you know, degenerative issues. And then he had a second need done as well, right? Um, and so we need to figure out what it is. Again, if we know what we need and if we know what our plan is, we need to figure out a way to let it go, whether that means forgiving ourselves, whether that means maybe even honoring, you know, a mistake or a pet or, you know, a dog that is passed or something. And we do something just to really honor them. And that is our way to move forward because we want to move forward stronger and better. And we want to remember all of the things because if we're truly in a growth mindset, if we are really embracing that and we're like, yes, every day with my dogs, I get another notch better, then everything is feedback, right? Everything is feedback. We learn, we change things, we evolve. I mean, everything from I don't feed my dogs the same way today as I fed them 10 years ago right? I don't train my new dogs the same way as I trained my first novice A dog to do the very same skill, train it completely different, right? We're always evolving. We're always learning. We're always getting new mastery. And there's always great new information out there, right? I'm learning all the time. I study mindset because I'm a total geek about it, right? Um, And so we're always moving forward. So, you know, step three is how will you let it go so that it does not negatively impact your choices going forward? 
Now, if it positively <laughs> impacts your choices, you know, you're going to make better decisions. Hang on to that. Um, but you don't want to, you know, carry it to the line every time. How can you use it? How can it fuel you? How can it change you and evolve you for the better? Right? And again, it all depends. Did you screw up one run in your local trial on the weekend and you're going back tomorrow? Or are we talking about something that is definitely going to emotionally take much longer to get over? All right. And by the way, that could have been your last trial of the season. It meant you didn't qualify for nationals or something, and it's going to take you a while. That's a big, that's a big thing to happen at a weekend trial, right? So you decide. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to rate your disappointment, you know, one through a hundred. Like that's not a thing. You assess and you figure out, number one, what do you need? What is your plan? Number two. And finally, you know, how will you let go? How will you move forward? Okay. So those are my tried and true tips for bouncing back. And what I personally find for myself is steps one and three are the hardest. I'm really good at making a plan right? I'm really good at sweeping something off to the side and be like, I will deal with your emotion later. And just one step in front of the other. I'm great at that. I'm not good at asking myself what I need. And I don't always, it's harder for me to uh, forgive myself. It's easy for me to, again, brush it to the side, but I don't know that that's really dealing with it, right? It's more just brushing it to the side. Okay. So I would, I would, if I were rating myself, I would be, I'm great at letting go, uh, or I'm sorry, no, I'm great at making a plan. I'm probably the worst at asking myself what I need and giving myself the space to need it, feel it, do it, right? Um, okay, that is the lesson for the day. So I want you to really think about how or where you could apply some of these lessons, maybe in a recent disappointment or maybe a long past disappointment? How could you have worked through it faster or more productively uh, if you applied these steps? Okay. All right. That's it for this week. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.